everyone, real quick, I want to let you know that today's podcast is brought to us by the good folks at Parallax. Now, Parallax is operation software for your digital services shop, and they help sales work with the team. So I got to tell you, if you want somebody who gets nerdy about forecasting and resource planning, you want to talk to Parallax. They're going to help you get your shit together. Also, we are brought to you today from our good friends at Platform SH. When it comes to front ends, back ends, websites, apps, whatever, they're gonna help you get your product off the ground and help you scale it. They're that kind of a host. So with that, let's get on with the show. (laughs) That music is like, Pavlovian, man. Yeah, right. It's like, uh, you know, I was trying to do the stupid mother joke and you didn't hit the cut and I had to stop Mm -hmm. because you wanted to see if I was going to say it. (laughs) I know how that phrase ends, Gene. It's only one way to do it. I've been on both sides of it. (laughs) Have you really? Oh, it sounds the same. Yeah. But it feels different. Yeah. How are you doing, Gene Crawford? Good, man. We're recording this on a Friday, so it's kind of weird. Friday. Yeah. Oh, cool shirt. Thank you, Steve Jenks. Did it. It's one part of our Friday launch collection. That's pretty good. Which is a dangerous thing. Anybody in web services knows. Yes. You don't. You don't launch on a damn Friday. Mm Mm-mm. Not unless you, you want to want to work on a Saturday. <laughs> Not unless you don't like weekends. Yeah, no. Because launch on a Friday and that weekend will disappear. Mm-hmm. Doug Henning. Just, could you just change? Sorry, I I know I should have, but could you just? Yeah, fuck that. Mm. I thought you were asking me to change. Could you just? Mm. I'm convincing. That's how the that's how convincing clients. You can be. are an amazing actor. Am I? No. <laughs> but I appreciate you asking me for clarification. I don't so want to lie to you, Gene. Are, are really good actors just really good liars? Yeah, this is a great question. Mm. You know, because I was thinking about this as I was coming over here today, getting ready to record this, and I was thinking about. <laughs> okay, I was thinking about: is all this shit worth it? Yeah. Is everything we do running a shop worth it? And then I was thinking back to the one job I had. Right. Because I I will firmly say that I think most people who run web shops are not employable. I am not employable. We are not employable. That's why we did this. Yes. And I'm thinking back to the job that I had and I thought, well, you know, I presented well. And then I thought, is I presented well just another way of saying I was a good liar? Probably. Because I didn't have confidence in what I was doing, but I projected that confidence. You sold it. I did. I sold it, right? Mm-hmm. So I wasn't lying to them. I was probably believing. Well, yeah, that I could figure it out. A little method acting. You just oh. convince yourself that that's how it is, and then it's easy to do. Gene, how long have you been running your shop? Uh seventeen years. Worth it? <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. Oh my God! What were we thinking? I don't know. Like I'm, I'm at the bureau now and I'm fine. 
Because I got like 700 customers, and that's cool. Yeah. Three clients is a death wish. Yeah. I will oh tell God. you, I tried to work for someone uh, about four years ago now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, the Iron Yard, I was, <laughs> I had, I had done, we, in the co work that I own, we did the first franchise version of the Iron Yard. And then they were getting, trying to get funding or whatever they were doing and uh, they couldn't have franchises. So they had to buy the franchise out, which was cool. Yeah. But as part of that, I became an employee. Um, and I think I lasted about eight months and <laughs> hired me. Well, and you took the whole thing down from the inside. <laughs> yeah, this is the plan. Yeah. The way you showed me the schematics that you did and the little, I love the drawings that Geo put around the outside. They were just gorgeous. It was amazing. And um, good for you. I, I'm proud of you, the way that you took it down. So 17 years, mm -hmm. you, you tried for eight months to do something else. Mm -hmm. And did you come running back to running your shop? Or did you ever really shut down your shop? Or was no. it always kind of going on the side? Yeah, well, it's kind of it's probably one of the reasons why they fired me. But I kind of kept it. <laughs> we kept it going. I mean, it's, it had it had two employees. Uh, three employees actually when I was doing the iron yard stuff. Um, Cause again, that's, that started as like, just almost like a side thing. Like, mm -hmm. you know, we had the cowork going and then it was like, well, that can go in the cowork and, you know, it's kind of split time or whatever. And then, then it became uh, supposedly full time. And I wasn't, I wasn't spending full time on it because I was keeping the web shop running. Right. Um, that's not why. I mean, it's just that like, one, things didn't work out, but two, I, I was like, I was distracted and I wasn't delivering on the thing that they needed. Yeah. I mean, so that's it, right? I mean, what you just said, you weren't delivering on the thing that they needed. Mm -hmm. And I think this becomes a big part of why people start their own companies, right? Mm -hmm. For, forget just web shops. Like in general, mm -hmm. people start something because they have an idea. They think other people don't know what they're doing. The people they were working for, they get told that they need to, you know, get in their little hole. That's you go over there. That's mm -hmm. where you belong. That's what you do. Um, and so, and then we're just like, fuck that. Yeah. I've got ideas. Mm -hmm. And I then we go and we build exactly the place that we left. <laughs> Because it was the only experience we ever had. We we call things the same things. We steal forms and just swap out logos, right? This is like the first year or two years. If you like, when I left Hus Jennings, the agency, and I fucking just replicated it. I don't know what I was thinking, but oh man, it's what you knew, and it's what you knew as success. Yeah, no, that's that's totally valid. And I'll, I'll say this: it's. When you start your own company, there is nobody left to blame. And I think that becomes the wake-up call right? to appreciate anybody you worked for before. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So have you, have you re at any point in your running your own business after that, have you reached out to the pr people that you worked for or somebody that was a manager or something? Yeah, I mean yeah. – so when, when I started Engine, this is 2003, a lot of, lot of you kids listening weren't even born. Mm. Huh? Mm. Um, maybe like six or nine months into it, I, I shot uh, an email out to Melanie Husk, who is the only boss I've ever had. And she ruined me for other bosses. I've said that a bunch of times. Um, and I said, hey, can we grab lunch? And she was like, sure. And I told her, I just said, I just, we're, we're sitting there 
having a nice meal. And I said, I just want to apologize. Mm. I didn't know what this was when you're in charge and you're running everything. Right. And she said, she's the one that told me, yeah, there's nobody left to blame anymore. She goes, a lot of the things you were upset about were real. She was like, I did do things that you didn't understand because I wasn't just running a company. I was running a family. I was mm-hmm. trying to manage a marriage. And, and you're, you're sitting there thinking, that's a stupid business move. And she, she said, you even kind of told me that. And I was your <laughs> boss. I was like, I know. I'm sorry. And she was like, no, but you weren't wrong. You right. just didn't understand the bigger picture of it's not just this company. This company right. is part really of kind of three prongs where it's like me personally, me and my family me and my company. Mm-hmm. And I, I think, you know, Brian Zemisky, um from Zurb, I, I was having drinks with him once and he told me that his secret to, to trying to do it was he knew he could only focus on two of those three points a day. Huh. Right. Like he said, think of it as a triangle and whatever's on the bottom, you can't focus on that day. And so maybe you really need to focus on yourself and your family and the business just has to, to figure it out for a day without you. Or maybe it's you have to focus on yourself and the business and the family will be fine. And, you know, it's, I don't know if this is true for you, hmm. um, but I have never been able to get my company and my family in a really good place at the same time. I think you're right. <laughs> have you? It's kind of weird. Anybody listening, have you ever been able to get it where your company and your family were just humming along? Not for an extended, memorable amount of time. I will take 10 minutes. Okay. (laughs) No, I'm with you though, right? It's like for a week, for a month. I mean, hell, Bezos couldn't do it. Bezos, whatever. Yeah, Right? Evidently, old Billy Gates struggled. Couldn't do it either. So, and I'm not saying it's just old white dudes who, who are billionaires. It's like anybody... I think we we create these companies and they become an extension of ourselves and we protect them and we defend them and we apologize for them, right? And we try to do what's best for them. And I, there are probably people out there that are much better at this than I am. I was never able to... To be what I needed to be mm. for both the company and my family at the same time. Like true confessions. Well, I think uh, the types of businesses that we run are very susceptible to everything you just said. Right? This services, consulting, human resource-based things. I, I know uh, I've coached people who run different types of businesses. Like they... Um, I mean, one, one guy, he, he's a roofer, mm-hmm. right? And he's very much like not uh, – who he is as a human being is not defined by how good of a quality of roof he installs, right? <laughs> he's just like, I do a good job. I provide value. My customers aren't mad at me. Um, you know, they're happy with the work, and, and I just pay my employees, and we just do our work. And he goes home. You know, I, I know him. He goes home, and he's cool. You know what I mean? And I'm not disparaging that type of work. I think in many no. ways, something like that would be really refreshing. There's so many days where I'm like, fuck, I just want to like go drive a lawnmower all day for a living. You know what I mean? Oh, man. Like that would be so cool to just do that. Yeah. I had, <laughs> I had somebody I worked with, Melanie's husband, Gary, right? Who, who kind of fancied himself my boss, but we both, both knew there was only one boss. It was Melanie. 
<laughs> Gary, Gary could throw a tantrum. He could get his way. But I remember one day he told me, he goes, his favorite thing in the world to do was mow the lawn. And I was like, your favorite? He goes, when it comes to work things, he's like, when I have to do something, he's like, I mow the lawn. He goes, and why? Because in creative services, mm-hmm. you can finish something. And then before you even know it, it's undone. He goes, when I go and I mow a strip of that grass and I turn around, it did not just grow back. It took a, you know, it took a while. I could watch it, it. Exactly. And you know what I realized was that's doing dishes for me. Mm. I love washing dishes. That's cool. Even if I do it wrong, right? Which <laughs> I found out later in life, I, don't, I am horrible at it. But it's one of those things, right? It's like those types of jobs. And again, to your, your you know, the roofer, the plumber, the blue collar, this kind of stuff. If they're independent contractors, they probably go through this as well. If they're working Mm -hmm. for somebody else, maybe not. But I think it's just this situation of we've made this choice and we are going to have to divide ourselves. And and the, the other thing that really is a struggle for me, I mean, even with the Bureau, it's I want to take care of my family first and foremost. Mm hmm. I mean, it. I've told the girls, everything I do is for you. I just have to focus on that because sometimes mm-hmm. the things I'm doing, I just don't want to do, but they need to yeah. get done. Right. You know, and when I realize that I'm doing that so y'all can have the lives that, that you want to have, no, you're going to, you're going to take care of yourselves. You're going to stand up. You don't need to depend on me. But right now, mm-hmm. um, I have to go do this. And so then I'm not there emotionally. And I'm not there physically, but I'm there financially. And I think when you're running your own shop, you get into this struggle. And there's some people I've seen who I think have done it amazingly well, or they are amazing illusionists, <laughs> right? But I mean, and I don't, I don't want you to out like your the inner workings of the Crawford household, but have you not struggled with this where oh, for 17 years, there's something, there's something going on with the family, mm-hmm. but damn it, we've got to finish this project, you know? And, and, yeah. and that's just, it's just fucking painful. The big one is vacations, right? I mean, uh, I, I can't tell you, uh, honestly, it wasn't until recently and it wasn't even a big vacation. It was just like you know, a few days, um, a few days in t- the backyard. To me, a, a tarp. Uh, to me, when I say vacation, a trip, like I fly somewhere in an airplane and we're gone for like two weeks. Yeah. Right. To me, that's like a mm-hmm. amount of time. I don't think I've ever, ever taken one since I started my own business where I wasn't working before mm-hmm. they got up or working after they went to bed or like secretly like responding to people throughout the day about something that's fucked up. Like, See, you know, I've always I've always kind of done that. Um Ugh. What are you mad about? <laughs> no, keep going. I'm just I'm I'm my mirror neurons are flashing. And and sometimes it's like, hey, you know, we gotta get this done because you know, hey, this is extra money this is paying for this trip, which is always bullshit. But like, <laughs> you know, usually it's something that I've fucked up, like not managing properly with the client, or we're in trouble because of something. So I'm doing corrective things and it's just the timeline hit up against to the vacation. I just have to fucking deal with it while we're there. You know, it's all kinds of different reasons, but uh, I don't think until like maybe two years ago was I ever I ever took a vacation where I was working. Um, we went to the mountains like uh, earlier this year, and I and I like I didn't have any, like there was no no problem, there was no thing to build. I 
like, wow, I don't know what's going on. And I just like, I opened up my computer because of course I brought my computer and I was like, I'm just going to write. Like, like and muscle I just memory. Created, something. Yeah. But I just like created some stuff for myself. And I was like, this has got to be how the better half lives. <laughs> is this what it means to be a billionaire? <laughs> no, well, you know, so you something you just said really triggered me, and it was this secretly working, mm-hmm. right? So when you run a shop, and you know that, or you've told yourself, let's not say that you know, let's say you've told yourself, and I, I mean, you could be a three, four, five, fifty, one hundred person company, whatever. Maybe at a hundred, you you get a little more mm-hmm. air cover, but you're sitting there and you're like, I should probably just check in. Mm-hmm. I should just check in, and then you're like. Oh, I've got to go to the bathroom again. Yeah. Or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, Right. Or it's not even that. Right. Like you, for me, I just look and see, oh, my family's doing this thing. You know what? I, I actually started just doing it in the open. Yeah. We, we had, we had an event. We were, we were at a beach vacation and I knew that we needed to get owner summit on sale. And I was sitting there and they were, they were, just going through this marathon of true crime shows. And I was just like, do, do we have to do this? It's so painful. Um, And then I said, you know what, while they're doing that, I'm just going to finish up the last things here Mm -hmm. and I'm going to put this on sale. And I put it on sale and I shot out uh, to alumni and um, to uh, members like uh, a special link that they could go ahead and grab it. And then, um, you know, I watch sales start to happen. I watch people go, oh, sweet. We want to get there. We're going to do this. And I started to sell the sale. And I was like, oh, okay. Oh. Yeah. Right. And I was able to go back into, you know, the guy who buried 17 people three feet from the road or right. whatever. And, and nobody <laughs> yeah. was like, ah, I don't know. He's digging another <laughs> hole. So interesting. <laughs> but, but so, I mean, this is the thing because you feel like when you try to do it secretly, you're, you're keeping something from your family and right. they know it. You know, the other thing. Yeah, when, when, I was, when I was running an engine, we would have like a really nice meal or do something. And even when the kids were little, we would say, thanks, engine. Right. It was just like this little thing that yeah. so they knew that when I was gone, that was kind of the deal. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably healthy. It's probably healthy to let everyone know what's going on. You know what I mean? It's going to it's going to help yeah. alleviate some stress. And you might God, you might even get support. <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah, you, you know? might. Yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> I mean, I wish I would have, I wish, I always wish I would have done that. Um, just said like, hey, you know, shit's hitting the fan. I know we're on vacation, but I got to go take care of this. And then just sit your ass down and take care of it. Yeah. Instead well, of like, do it from this, the lounge chair by the pool. Yeah. Or this piecemeal shit that you wind up doing for like three days. Yeah. Which only makes it whatever thing you're working on worse. I mean, you know I get I mean? it. And I, I know there are people that listen to this. People that I, I know that are good friends, they're going to be like, no, you've got to just cut yourself off. Just just do that. And you know what? I'm not, right. I don't think they're wrong. Right. They're not. I just think you have to ask yourself, is not knowing or not taking care of it going to make me an asshole for two days because I'm worried about it? Right. And, I'm, and the family's not going to be able to have a good time because I'm constantly going, harumph. Or right. can I spend an right. hour and feel like, you know, and, and trick myself into thinking, oh, it's all good. And here we go. Well, you know, I think I think something that kind of happens is we're talking about lying. We lie to ourselves a lot. Oh, and the I narratives, think, the stories we tell. Yeah. And I think um, I think 
for me, I had a lot of, I was able to deal with a lot of this better when I just sort of accepted that this is who I am. This is the lifestyle that I've chosen. It's who I am, the type of business I run. Like, I don't know, like for the first 10 years, all we did was fight against the type of business we were. We're not a services <laughs> company. We're going to do this and this thing. And this is how we're we do things. We're going to build a product. Or, or, and I it's didn't want to say that specifically. But yeah. It, and you're like, what the fuck are you doing? You're a services company that's like hates itself and is pretending to be something else. And I know, I know so many people that do that. And it wasn't until I was just like, look, man, we build shit for other people. That's all it's about. It's about how, how we deal with those people yeah. and the quality of the shit we build. And that's it. Like, don't worry about it. Don't try to be something you're not, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it, that probably happened around about the same time when I started doing other things. Like I started doing conferences. We launched a co-work because and those things sort of scratched that itch too. But they're different buckets. I wasn't trying to take this thing that's a services company and turn it into some other shit. Right. You know? right. can't be. Or, or, it's like, it is what it is. I mean, you have to stay true to yourself, but you also have to stay in existence. Yeah. And this becomes you, a, another challenge, I think, when you're running a shop. It's like when – and this is this is early on. I don't know that this still exists. And this is another thing, right? So you and I – a lot of people started their shops in the late 90s. Mm-hmm. Right. We started in early 2000s. We're kind of the first generation of web shop owners, digital agency, digital studio, whatever you want to say, to be looking at some level of retirement or exit or this or that. And I think that causes a lot of reflection right now. Now, There are other people who are just at the beginning of this that they're going to hear some of this and go, Mm -hmm. but but for at the time. That because we were new, there was this whole, well, we're going to hand you business cards with our logo and your name. And I remember us going, well, that's great because we have a trash can. Yep. That's where we'll put that. Mm-hmm. Because, no, we're, we're building a name for ourselves. We're doing something. Yeah, we're right. creating stuff for other people. Right. But we're, we're doing this for us. And, and that's the thing. I think it's th- – this became really evident to me early on. We – hold the power of creation Mm. and people come to us to create things for them. And then we act like we don't have any power. Mm -hmm. What the hell is that? We have all the power. We Mm -hmm. have the magic. They don't know how to do this. And I don't care today how many square spaces or wicks or whatever may be out Mm -hmm. there. There's still magic. There's still things that we can do mm-hmm. that they can't do. And they need us. Now, we need them to survive mm-hmm. and to take care of our families. But when did we get so wimpy? It like started early on. And I, I think it's because the web was so new. Um, but now it's not. It's been around for a while. I've definitely been around for a while. Right? You? Same here. Pretty, pretty long time. Um <laughs> So, yeah, that to me is just like we have to stand up, right? Mm -hmm. But at the same time, we're having families. Uh, I mean, so, so Gene, if you could go back, right, right at that origin moment for period three, would you still do it? Absolutely. I can't imagine doing anything else. I can't either. And yet I question every moment of it. I know it's, it's a certain personality type for sure. Would you do it different though? 
Do you think? Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, obviously. I mean, with the experience that I have and the knowledge of how things work, uh, with, not not things, but people, the knowledge of how people yeah. work and respond. Yeah, I would do things very differently. What about um, between the company and your family? Because I, oh, I think, how old are your boys? Uh, 18 and 16. Yeah, right. So, and your company is? 17. There you go. Right? Oh, yeah. And so I started Engine when uh, Kaylee was three and Alyssa was one, mm-hmm. right? And so it's one of those things, like a lot of us, I think we realized we now have new responsibilities. We've got little people we have to mm-hmm. take care of. So we start our own thing thinking that's the way to do it. And it mm-hmm. kind of takes us out of the equation. But once we get established and everything, <laughs> they're kind of out of the equation. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> that's i mean but, but that's not just that's not just people who started their own business i mean i've heard of like traveling salespeople or or you know sea ex- level traveling salespeople like, that's what you're whatever. gonna lead with no. <laughs> oh firemen whatever the fuck but like i mean it's it's not just us man i mean a yeah. lot of people do that they bury themselves in work and you know well, i guess but it's, there's a lot to that. There's a lot to unpack with like where you, where you, what you think success means and where you put your priorities behind oh, getting yeah. to that. I mean, that's like a whole different. I totally yeah. agree. Call I, Dr. Phil. I've got, I've got friends that are crazy successful the way that I look at it. Yeah. And yet they feel like mm-hmm. they haven't quite done what they meant to. Right. And it's not just money, although money definitely plays a role. Yes. Like, you know, not not everybody's trying to get through this like Gandhi, who evidently made a lot of money on rice. I don't know. But 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 not everybody's trying to just create something. You know, you have yeah. to sustain. You have to stay alive. You have to do all those things. But um, but the, the thing to me is when I talk to some of my friends who, you know, they could sell their companies for lots and lots of money and some of them are positioned to do it like no. I'm not ready. And and this gets to this idea hmm. of our companies being a part of us. Mm-hmm. And our families are us. Mm-hmm. Right? They're not a part of us, they are us. Yeah. And and, and when when you have a, a company it's an extension of you, maybe it's a manifestation mm-hmm. of of ideas that you had and other people had. But it's not going to well, Love oh, you in your old age. <laughs> it's no, not going to come visit you at the old folks' home. You probably spend more. If you have your own business, you probably spend more time with it than you do your actual family. Even if you're with your family. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even when you're with them, you're thinking about yeah, yeah. that stuff. Now, and, and that's the thing, right? Like, how often were you at work just knee deep trying to figure shit out, but your brain was really thinking about one of your kids? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. How many times are you with one of your kids? You know, doing something, but your brain is really at work. Mm-hmm. This is what we got to fix. Yeah. I think work-life balance is probably bullshit. I well, think it's about being where you are when you're there so that you can make real things happen. Yeah. When you're at work, be at work. When you're home, be home. Sometimes work is going to need you more. Sometimes home is going to need you more. But the, but the worst of it, yeah. and I remember Melanie saying this to me. We were having this discussion right before, uh, it was right after I told her I was leaving. I'd been there 14 years. 
And she said, I looked up and my kids were grown. Right. And I vowed I wouldn't let that happen. But you know what, Gene? I've looked up. My kids are grown. But you're, I mean, you're at this point in your life too. This is going to happen regardless. Like yeah, it's just, very you, rude. They just kept growing. I know. You can't get time back, man. They, they grow. It's a, you can't go backwards. They'll never be the way they were before. Right. You'll never be the way you were before. I think work-life balance as a concept is bullshit, too, because, because you're sort of looking. You're you. You are who you are. You're a person. You do these things. Yeah. You might, you might identify yourself more with the things you produce. You might identify yourself more by the people that you've you know, decided to live your life with or the kids that you've produced or whatever. You might be a mix of the two, but you have to accept that that's who you are. I think, um, not to get too psychological, but we struggle with that just like, and I did for a long time, just like I did with my business, struggling, struggling to not accept the type of business it is. Like we're not lame like those other, you know, design shops. We're special. Not really. You're, you're just another <laughs> design shop. Just hopefully you do a little bit better than the other one. Same yeah. with same with being a, a parent, you know, you're not special. Just I hope you don't fuck your kids up more than the next guy. You know? Like just accept who you are. Yeah. You know, I'm with your life, man. Like let's I, call it let's call it work life focus. Yeah, I like that. I think that's it. It's like I mean, and not for everybody. I mean and, and I'm if somebody really, really respects work-life balance and that works for them that's great again right. this you is not about out. everything is the same for everybody no, 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 no. No. but i want i know we're, we're coming up at, at, on time here and and i appreciate first of all i want to say thank you because i know this wasn't the topic we were going with and i came in kind of hot and bothered to to talk about is all this shit worth it and i will say i think it is i, I you know i mean oh spoiler alert but but it's like it's hard and it, it's there's going to be things that you do that you regret and that you wish you did differently. But I'll, I'm going to end with this. My kids had a pretty good childhood. You know, mm -hmm. when we did go places, we did things. We had a lot of fun. We did all this stuff. And I'll see right. videos of them that they made. Like, this is the best about Gen Z. Right. Is they're making their own family videos when they're <laughs> yeah. three. I know, it's weird. We handed them those damn iPhones, and yep. we didn't know when they got the iPad that they were just going to be like, I shall now start documenting my life yep. at three years yep, of from age. from that perspective. But I, I remember going and looking through those videos, and the narrative that I had told myself, and I definitely made mistakes, right? You always make mistakes. But they were having their lives while I was doing the things while That's I right. was doing the work stuff, they were still having their lives. Mm -hmm. And honestly, they're pretty great kids, mm -hmm. you know? They you have their challenges. Right. But, and, and there are days where you're just like, what did I do that caused somebody <laughs> to be like that? <laughs> yeah. And then you're like, oh, well, well. they're independent. Mm -hmm. You know, my dad said this to me. He goes, just realize if you raise independent kids, they're not going to listen to you. Right. So here we are. Yeah, that's good. Oh, man. I like that. Yeah. Good times. <laughs> Gene, thanks for letting me have um, hey, man. an episode. A, a moment. Is that what this is? <laughs> it's a podcast. We call them episodes. Yeah, it's uh, true. Now, I, I you know, I, I miss running a shop, I guess. And then I, I asked myself, was it worth it? And, you know, there's part of it where you just feel special and important. And mm -hmm. 
you know, I'll say this about engine. Like, like you're right. I mean, every everybody, are you special? Are you this? Are you that? I think we were. I think we did some great things. We took things different places. We weren't mm. serious about it. We had a lot of fun. We drank a lot of tequila. A lot of tequila. That maybe isn't the best thing we should have been doing, but I just think that I'm looking at pictures right now, one of my daughters that's on the wall here. That's what I'm looking at right now. And I'm looking at who she is and, and what she's become. And yeah, you know what? There are things I would definitely take away, but me being in charge of my life and building something that I felt was important, I think that's what they took away because now they are building things that they think are important. Mm -hmm. And I don't think they're really going to work for anybody else. And that's your legacy. <laughs> that's just my legacy, Gnerd Crawford. <laughs> your name is now Gnerd. That's okay. I'll take it. You good, brother? All right, man. Yeah, I'm good. All right. You're just going to stop it. You're just going to end the episode.